0: Craft Beer Radio episode 455 on February
1: 20th, 2018. Oh yeah. Ah. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio where we have some we have seven beers tonight. That's exciting. <laughs> it's Tuesday night. What else are you going to do? Have seven <laughs> beers,
0: man. Uh,
1: well, I need beers tonight. So you're going to start with the, the Sam 76. Yeah, huh? yeah,
0: so this is the one that... Where's all that marketing stuff at?
1: So yeah, Sam Adams sent us two beers that we're going to be trying tonight. This one is Sam 76. I so Thank you, Sam Adams. This is... They call it a 4.7% alcohol volume, refreshing, easy to drink brew. Uh combination of American Cascade, Citroen Mosaic, and Simcoe Hops. Something about them this is Born in their experimental nano brewery, more than a year of testing in 60 different brews to perfect the they call it harmonious balance. Yeah,
0: it's some kind of lager ale hybrid. It gives you the flavor of the ale and the refreshment and crisp finish of a lager. The result is revolutionary. Hmm. Okay, so
1: they use two active fermentations a base lager and a base ale. Brewed then combined during a maturation step when both yeasts depend on each other during a tag team fermentation. That's interesting. Depend on each other? I guess. That's what they say. It's very symbiotic, yeah. huh? So, color is a pale straw. with A, a little haze.
0: A little cloudy. Haze, little haze. cloudy. Yeah, no, not haze. We got haze is a reserved yes. word now, right? It's a little cloudy. Cloudy.
1: Cloudy.
0: That's from Pittsburgh.
1: Cloudy with a chance of meatballs.
0: All right. So, the smell in this one. It's it's interesting, right? Because the it maybe it's a suggestion of the lager stuff in there, but I'm getting kind of... A hoppy pills type aroma on there right it's where the the grain is a little crisp and the hops are a little spicy but that being said they're a little spicy but they're also mangoey you know you're getting you know some more tropical aromas in there as well.
1: well there's a yeah that's probably some of that mosaic. There, there, there's a, a weedy uh, bit to it and looking at the malt varieties there's two their two rapel malt there's white wheat and carafoam so there is some okay. wheat tang in the aroma
0: Alright, onto the flavor. It does have a crispness that you would associate with like a pills. But the the pills remote flavor isn't there, right? It's kind yeah. of it where you're expecting to you get kind of that little bit more spicy bite, almost like a ryeish, you're you're get instead of getting that, you're getting more creamy wheat type flavor. Yeah,
1: instead of going for kind of a um So instead of like a French bread type thing or like a little a little bit on maybe the oyster cracker, and mm-hmm. you're getting something that's a lot more English muffin, uh, a little bit of a deeper, um, like a, a sort of a more.
0: There's uh, there's a couple things right there's it's kind of it, for me it's coming across more like a American wheat, but then there's this little floral lavender thing at the end, but then the hops are really pithy. Like, they're really laying on your tongue, and they're kind of like mm-hmm. grapefruit pith.
1: Yeah, there, there's a considerable amount of bitterness here. I don't have a... Only 12 IBUs. That's that's surprising.
0: Maybe it's a combination of the, the wheat and everything that's kind of giving it that kind of tart pith something, but it's really coming across like a grapefruit pith to me.
1: Not a lot of sweetness on here. The the malt is really, I mean, kind of like a wheat bread. It, it has this this uh, deeper tone to mm-hmm. it than than you would expect of like a lager, like a pilsner or something like that. Um, the hopping is, is you know very ale like with Simcoe and, and mosaic and citra and cascade, but I mean it, it's uh, it's interesting. I don't know whether it's like in terms of of. Our show where we're really, you know, taking a microscope Mm -hmm. to it and and trying to figure out how this Well, I'm trying to see if
0: this, like, okay, so this is a new style. Mm -hmm. And I'm tasting it trying to figure out if this new style has legs. And I'm not saying whether I think that I, you know, like, but you know, there's been other times where we've had new styles, Belgian Mm -hmm. IPAs, which we didn't like for a very long time. So I'm kind of trying to look in upon myself as I'm tasting this, and, like, what are the what are the interesting parts here? What might catch on? You know, like, will, will this ale-lugger blend hybrid thing become a style, is what I'm looking at right now. That's what I'm
1: thinking about. Or is it just sort of gimmicky, right? I mean, that that's the... I don't know if it's gimmicky. I mean, it's... Well, it, it, I mean, it's... I think that that's the question to, to ask yourself, because if, if they're not... The reason why I, I point that out is because... Is it something that has legs, or is it just something that they're playing around with? And they came up with this idea, and they wanted to, you know, come across. But it's but it's but not going to go anywhere. They
0: did how that many? Was, like on the TV commercial, they said fifteen hundred something or another. It wasn't batches, but like this is something that they've been toying with and experimenting. You said sixty batches in that sheet there. The TV commercial, of bruise, yeah. TV commercial says fifteen hundred somethings. Um,
1: there's definitely 1500 something's in this beard. Yes. <laughs> I I'm not sure that I get I I don't like see here a clear declaration of mm-hmm. this is a new style, right? I just get a kind of mix and matchy thing mm-hmm. and it doesn't it feels a little like a like, you poured two beers together as opposed to a really distinct uh, expression that is that is unique in, in what's coming across. Not that I wouldn't, you know, enjoy this fine at a bar or something like that. It's just... No, the, be- the beer is
0: fine. It's It's definitely, I think... Okay, so maybe this is targeting a more general audience... What if what if they had research that said you know that there's a pretty large audience of maybe beer drinkers maybe not beer drinkers who well think of us early on where we didn't like lagers mm-hmm. we didn't like Boston Lager us back then so, would this beer be catering to us to one back thing
1: then? one one thing that that it may give it some legs or some idea of where they're coming from when they made it is. It has a lot of the, I don't know, um, feel of a of a pale ale, um, without a whole lot of bitterness, right? So it has that. The, the hops are not giving it a, a real. There's that, but for me, and the pithiness
0: was was very present, right? Mm-hmm. And and that apparent bitterness, I think, would be dissuading for people who are trying to avoid the real bitterness.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I, I I don't know it i it's hard to put myself in that in in that space Way back of, then yeah would i have enjoyed this back then i i don't dis- i don't dislike it i just i'm not convinced that i'm I'm tasting something special
0: well that's it yeah it's it's a competently put together beer
1: mm-hmm.
0: we generally look for something better on the mm-hmm. show right. You want to do the Lucumbre?
1: I sure do. This is one that I brought from Arizona. Caught myself from saying Australia. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I probably should have rolled this on the table before I opened it. Because look at that. That hefe is pouring very clear. It is
1: a traditional take on a Bavarian classic, they say. This beer is served mit hef.
0: Look how it poured it originally though. I should That's have rolled crystal I, should, I should have rolled it around on <laughs> yeah. the table before I cracked it open.
1: Fifteen IBU grains are Canadian. Still not superior pouring, pale not raw, White wheat malt. Gambrinous honey malt and wireman acidulated all right,
0: malt. So we're gonna have to actually drink eight ounces each year so I can get all the get the all yeast right. out.
1: German Perle. It's a good this is only five point four percent.
0: We normally do not drink a whole pounder ourselves. Whoa. Well, we have
1: to do little... I think
0: there's a... I think there's like a a cake of yeast at the bottom of this thing. <laughs> there. Now it's getting cloudy. Yeah.
1: Look at that. What is that? <laughs>
0: Just really heavy foam, I is guess. Is there a mother at the bottom? that's what I thought at first but it really didn't come out gloopy it was just like heavy foam
1: they use pearly hops and they use andex white weizen yeast so color is uh, darker than your traditional hefe it's you know a dark orange give this a little bit of a swirl just to so on the can the
0: top shoulder says get elevated mm -hmm. and the bottom upside down says elevate this end
1: (laughs) yes I do sort of remember that yeah, that's clean at the bottom now. We got all the yeast out. Uh, QR code. Why don't you uh, Why don't you do the honors this time?
0: The aroma on this one is definitely the estuary side. You got bananas, bubble gum, maybe a little bit of clove in there, mm-hmm. but definitely the estuary side of a heifer.
1: Do you like a darker color? It has, you know, sort of an artist, orangey Haze.
0: Uh, it just goes to lacumbrebrewing.com. Okay, I
1: see. A slice of heaven. These guys are in Albuquerque.
0: Okay. Very estuary. Very circus peanut You know, circus peanuts are what? A banana type ester and sugar.
1: Yeah, it's uh,
0: artificial flavors.
1: There's something a little aqueous here. Something a little. um, Something a little bitter that's getting in the way of me really enjoying uh, all those esters.
0: Hmm. I'm not getting that. I, I mean, I definitely prefer a phenolic spicy mm-hmm. half a over a uh, estuary one. I think these flavors are all within, you know, within spec. I just would like a little bit more spice and tang in there to kind of balance out those fruity Okay, I think flavors. I know
1: what the issue is. Maybe, maybe this is what it is. It, because they say on here it finishes dry. This does not finish dry. No. Um... So, it's leaving this like lingering uh it's pasturing. almost a little wordy, isn't it? yeah, a little wordy, slightly like almost metallic,
0: don't bucket over there, mm, no,
1: damn it, we have a dump can yes. Uh, yeah, and I would, yeah, I would prefer this to finish a lot drier than mm-hmm. it is, and that's, and, and it's that lingering taste. No, I mean, that... I, th- I think
0: if you like the sweet heifers, if you like the estuary heifers, I think this one's fine. It's just definitely not my
1: wheelhouse. Yeah. It's. It's not worth my sobriety. I kind of agree, but, um, yeah, you know. Then everyone's going to... Back into the can Score. with you. <laughs> okay. Moving quite quickly. What's next?
0: Let's do this one that I brought back from Redmond.
1: Okay, so this is from Black Raven. This is one of two Black Raven beers we have tonight. The Kitty Cat Blues Infused Pale Ale. Now you were going off about how great this was. So
0: I was going off about... So when I was... In Redmond with the people at Microsoft. Everyone I talked to, if they told me to check out a local brewery, they said Black Raven's the one to check out. The person who owns the brewery also works at Microsoft. So I was tempering my expectations a little bit that they were just kind of rooting for the hometown team, right? Mm-hmm. I went up there, had their beers, had a flight, and really saw the stuff. I have a bread beer, a Brett Saison, that we'll be doing some other night. Have an IPA. But... The thing that really struck me about a strength of Black Raven, other than making good beers, is integrating adjunct flavors into beers. Mm. Beers that are typically seen as gimmicks or mass like kind of marketing gambits, right? Where you're like, you're going to put out the, like, for example, this one, Kitty Cat Blues, a vanilla bean, dried blueberries, and organic mountain-grown catnip.
1: They say hibiscus on uh, on here, but uh, you say catnip. Kitty
0: cat blues? You got the right one.
1: Kitty cat blues infused pale ale. Yep. Okay. I don't know, don't remember
0: hibiscus when I tasted this on draft at the brewery.
1: Uh, but they say catnip on the bottle, so you know yeah. m- won't necessarily. Maybe it's just saying that their website it has been updated. Five point five percent alcohol volume, thirty-five IBU. The malts are. Two row barley crystal and dark crystal hops are Summit Centennial and Nugget. This is a West Coasty hop.
0: Yeah, and it says here a special pale ale infused. So base I get the base is a pale ale. So on the aroma, blueberries. blueberries. <laughs> yeah, and you know now seeing on the on the bottle where it says you know dried blueberries, it definitely has that kind of aroma of you know when you get a cereal with dried blueberries in it, right? And you add milk to those blueberries. You know how that kind of, that smells different than fresh blueberries. It kind of smells more like those dried, uh, you know, uh, vacuum dried blueberry.
1: I never had catnip in a beer. I never really had catnip at all, (laughs) to be honest with you. Okay, so it's it's less like throwing the blueberries at me than the last blueberry beer I had, which was Fatheads. Okay, uh, it's, I was at um, it's a Damien's and he it's a surprise when he he gave me a couple of things and one of them was me He said, "Okay, there's blueberries in this." <laughs> yeah. You're right. Uh, they were like actually floating in it, weren't they? No. Oh,
0: they'll they'll serve bumbleberry with blueberries no, this was at his, and, as, uh, I see. I see.
1: One of the ones that I really enjoyed, as it turned out, cause I thought it was like an ESB, Was Sam Adams Winter Lager. It tasted like an ESB. I was like, "This is an ESB? What's going on here?" <laughs> but um,
0: but as history shows, we're awful blind tasting. <laughs> I, it was.
1: Re- I, it, it had some interesting malt. I looked it up, and that was probably <laughs> what was giving me that flavor. But yeah, but as soon as as soon as I like tasted, okay, this is blueberry something or other.
0: Yeah, so this is, seems to be different than I remember the draft version. The, the draft version, you could actually taste the catnip. This one, I'm pretty much getting all blueberry.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to place the vanilla.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't think the vanilla was very apparent in the draft version either. But the catnip was definitely apparent. There was this grassy thing, kind of buckweedy, kind of lemongrass. i getting something in the back and... of my
1: tongue. A little, little buckweedy thing in the back. And if that's catnip... Okay, I don't see what it
0: uh, on draft. It was for me, from what I remember, it was much more apparent on the draft.
1: It it doesn't really come across as a pale ale so much, right? I no, mean, no,
0: it's it's all about the blueberries mm-hmm. and the, the catnip vanilla. Yeah, I just I thought I smelled I thought I just smelled marijuana on the aroma. That's something that's kind of skunky. Not not that the beer is skunked.
1: There's a little bit of a taste here that reminds me of marijuana, so I, I'm not uh, too surprised, actually. This is Kitty Cap Lewis from Black Raven.
0: I'm a little disappointed the catnip's not more apparent, because for I me...
1: I definitely think it's there. I, I just... I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm digging it.
0: I thought it was noteworthy. You know, and here I'm kind of missing it. I think this beer is... I like I still think the beer's well put together. Like I said, going in, I thought they did a good job at integrating flavors. I think the blueberries fit into this beer pretty well.
1: I'm having this problem all night. I don't like the ends. I don't like the okay. end of, of, you know I guess the SAM seventy six was fine. There was nothing that was uh problematic okay. about that end, but this one is the end is is very uh very kinda Yeah, buckwheaty and not in a great way.
0: Yeah, that that last sip I tasted a lot more of that buckwheat slash Mm -hmm. weed type flavors.
1: And and another one that's a little metallic at the end.
0: Yeah. I only had... I'm glad I I tried a
1: catnip beer, but...
0: Yeah, I only had a sample flight, and it was very expressive in the, you know, six ounces or so. I think the bottle's still pretty good, but yeah, it wasn't... It's not as exciting as... When I had the, the sampler, I was like, Whoa, they did a great job of putting those... Excuse me, wacky flavors in there.
1: All right, so we have two, I believe, are Hazy IPAs. <coughs> At least one of them is a Hazy IPA. This one, I think, is either a Hazy IPA or it's a pink okay. IPA.
0: Um, barrel Imperial Barrel-aged stuff. Imperial Let's Stout. Let's do this other Black Raven first, and then we'll do a Hoppy, and then... Okay. Or...
1: Well, we we probably, want to, probably
0: want to finish with that. Yeah, we have two
1: hoppies. All right,
0: let's do this one.
1: So the other beer that uh, Sam Adams sent us, they use Sam Adams' New England IPA, their new hazy IPA. Um, which...
0: Now, as we know, these guys can throw the hops around when they want to throw the hops around. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rebel Raw, which was before, you know, the haze was a thing. When Hedy Topper was a thing, they put out a beer called Rebel Raw, which mm-hmm. was aggressively hopped, aggressively dry hopped, canned, and, like, shipped cold to us. Right. And if I remember right, we scheduled a sh- We moved the show up so we could drink it, like, that day.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> just, just, just to fulfill the whole goal of the thing.
1: And it didn't change much about our ultimate... Uh... In four days, no, it wouldn't have changed yeah. much, but... No, but I mean like it, I don't know whether, yeah, I don't think oh. it would have. I don't think it helped or hurt necessarily. It just was like, okay, well, we'll we'll do what you want us to do with the beer, and we'll try it out. But it, you know, it was fine. It, it was just, it was before. Both was before we 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 started to really appreciate the hazy IPA style. I think it was pre-hazy IPA. It
0: was it was that first, um, beachheads into it. It was when Hitty yeah. Topper was a thing, right? And, and, and even the packaging on Rebel Raw. Mostly silver can yeah. was it really seemed like it was alluding to Heady.
1: and it was like you talked about it, last week. I think it was Basic Brewing Radio. You were you were talking about the, that somebody on there was saying that the <laughs> the only way to get haze is through hot polyphenols. Hot, hot polyphenols. That's the only haze that matters. And it's like no, that that's a that's an old that's archaic as far as archaic can be in in and the haze. New style. That's a that's an archaic way of looking at it because. Things have moved on from there, uh, and and I think that it's better to yeah. I mean, well,
0: it's it, the, it's a slow machine for like the homebrew judging guidelines, right? And yeah, as fast as hazy has been evolving in the last three years, if they writ the, wrote the thing a year ago, it's not cutting edge anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. So hops that are used, Galaxy, Simcoe, Mosaic, Citra, Cascade. All right. Uh, malts, their two-row pale malt blend, white wheat, golden naked oats. Again, an, another example of using oats uh, in this style, which I think is the right move. 6.8% alcohol by volume, 35 IBU.
0: Yeah, and these showed up today, so they were probably canned just a few days ago. Very
1: off-the-vine hoppy in there. It
0: smells like it was just dry hopped yesterday. It has a really green type aroma to it.
1: Here's a a Jim Cook video of him. (laughs) It doesn't look that that pleased. (laughs) Let's play it. Sam Adams' New England IPA came out of our roots as the original craft brewer here in New England where a new style of IPA has emerged that's different from West Coast IPAs. So- it, it's sort of weird for them to talk about it coming out of their roots because one of their roots, as if you go way back and listen to like our savor interviews and stuff like that. They don't he,
0: chase trends.
1: They don't chase trends, and he was adamant about not doing an IPA for a long time. Now he's doing all types of IPAs. Sam Adams New England... Which, I don't, I, I get it. I just, it's, it's funny. And the IPA is hazy. The hop aroma is juicy.
0: It's so weird seeing him excited about a haze boy.
1: And it's got a luscious mouthfeel and a very clean finish with notes of grapefruit and orange and a little bit of lemon. Sam Adams New England IPA, it's wicked tasty. Cheers. <laughs>
0: wicked wicked, tasty bra
1: wicked tasty
0: (laughs) alright so um, this thing is ultra fresh right Uh, even in taking the sips I'm getting that kind of like wet hop like Mm. hop burny on the back of your tongue type thing Uh, are you getting basil at all in this not a bad call I mean, aside from like the obvious yeah. things, we'll mm-hmm. get to the thing that I'm tasting. This so, like it came out like there's basil. There's I think like it's a, the
1: greeny hop. Yeah, maybe maybe like
0: through, more right? like a, a like instead of like an Italian basil, which is super aromatic, more like a Thai basil or something like that. But
1: maybe I mean like basil has this. It can get aniseed. It's not aniseed, mm-hmm. right? It's it's more of the the green note and the slight kind of. I don't know, uh, tickly. I, I don't know really how to describe basil <laughs> other than basil-y. Yeah. Um You know, it, it, it's half mint, half anisey. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's um, it's a good flavor. I'm a big fan of basil. Uh, I detect kind of some notes of basil here, but I really think that's a lot of the green from the hops. Uh, I agree with Jim when he says you know, lemon, orange. I'm not really getting like in the pineapple or mango in that area. There's yeah there's lemon or
0: orange grapefruit lemon. There's some dankness coming in here too. There's dankness so there's sliding inside
1: here. Um, and it's it's, it's yeah, plain. but I mean
0: this is this is more dank than where I would put my like flag for hazy yeah. IPA right well, New like, England style but...
1: for the ones that I appreciate. Yeah. But I think I think that this fits the styles. It's um it's got the right mouth feel, a little light in the mouth feel, but. Pretty pretty on point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really drinkable, which is one of the big things that that needs to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wish it was a more tropical. I wish there were more tropical fruits, like like you're saying. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that would have added to the drinkability and kind of added to um, the the aspects that we really that the the two of us really love.
0: Yeah, there's something that's a little pithy, a little dank in there that just subtracts from that drinkability mm-hmm. uh, just a little bit but overall
1: it's good, it's not bad. Yeah, I mean I think it's it, it's uh... it's a <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's wiki good. So funny watching Jim so excited about a trend.
1: <laughs> the Sorry. only billionaire that we at least that knows what our faces look like. Yes, as far as I know. Well, you met with a Microsoft guy, maybe. Maybe that's a bit different. No, you didn't meet with the.
0: Yeah, I don't think I met with any billionaires. Wicked good.
1: Okay, so let's move on to the Black Raven
0: Coco Jones.
1: Coco Jones, coconut porter. This won the 2017 Washington Beer Award gold medal for the. Vegetable beer category. (laughs) Uh, Vegetable beer sounds like such a yummy category. (laughs) Mm, Broccoli porter. (laughs) 2010 World Beer Cup gold medal for urban spice beer. That's a better... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh 5.6 Pinocchio by Volume 33 IBU. Two-row Barley Crystal Brown and Chocolate Malts. Hops are Magnum and Palisade. Uh, This is their Tarner Lane Brown Porter uh, with freshly toasted coconuts in the infusion. Very dark, but still with brown highlights. It's got kind of a finger and a half worth of head. <laughs> what? Getting something interesting on the aroma, but it's starting. Yeah. It's, it's starting to 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 come through. But I'm,
0: I'm, on the aroma, I'm smelling like chocolate ice cream. Is what I'm smelling.
1: There's a big like, not chocolate, but chocolate malt. Like you, okay. I mean, like you is not a good example of of malt, but you know, like I don't know if you've had. Malt pure malt drinks as opposed mm-hmm. to, uh, yeah, so something along those lines as opposed to chocolate ice cream per se. Moving on to the flavor,
0: uh, it's continuing through with the, uh, yeah, somewhere in the line of somewhere between like melted chocolate ice cream and mm. yu,hu, but some coconut flavor. This one, I mean, so when I had this one at the brewery on drafts again. When I had it a small taster flight, a small taster, it tasted like a chocolate truffle. I didn't really pick up the coconut, but the chocolate was so rich and luscious, it tastes like a truffle. And then I had a pint glass of it. And that's when the coconut came, and it tasted like a Mounds bar. And it was really well done. This can is... is it's not quite as... Past, um, missing out on the flavors mm-hmm. as the Kitty Cat Blues was, but it's definitely different what I'm tasting now from what I remember from last week. I
1: taste that chocolate truffle note there. I think there's a lot of chocolate infusion Infusion that kind mm-hmm. of reminds me of uh, and that, you know, I don't really, I haven't had it in such a long time, but the Sierra, not Sierra, no, the uh, um, Southern Tier lot. there's a little Chocolat. bit of that um kind of deep chocolate mm-hmm. thing going on okay. but there's also a kind of I know this doesn't make sense for a porter but there's a kind of like lagerish thing going on too okay. and I'm not, I'm not sure where that's coming from
0: yeah so back to the beer that's in the can and not the one I remember drinking two weeks ago this one, the coconut, is it's, it's pretty well done. It, it's blended in. It melds with the chocolate. While it doesn't kind of come together like a Mounds bar, like the draft one did, mm-hmm. it does come together like a good co- chocolate coconut beer. And
1: I've lost the lager thing. That was just like the first. I've lost that lager thing. I was oh, okay. tasting. That was just All the right. first taste. Um, which, you know, sometimes that first taste mm-hmm. can be, especially when we're in this mode, can mm-hmm. be a little bit different.
0: And this has... Um, what are those called? The like the cookies with the shredded toasted coconut on them in them. Or...
1: Uh, I remember the Girl Scout cookies are.
0: Oh, the Samoas.
1: Yeah,
0: but I'm thinking more of like the homemade kind where. I have no idea. Uh, macaroons.
1: Well, macaroons are not
0: cookies. not not like not the French ones, but like the ones that are. What are the one? There's there's a cookie. Macaroons more something similar to macaroon where it's like Mark Marone's. It's shredded coconut and like when you put it in the oven, the top gets toasted and crispy and now that's the flavor that I'm pulling through now. If I can remember the name of the cookie. It might be like a Pittsburgh macaroon, right? Yeah, you might, might <laughs> they might
1: call it a macaroon yeah, and, yeah. and you know, it's not like the traditional macaroon, but it, it has that coconutty right. yeah. aspect to it. Um... Yeah, I mean, the, the more I taste it, the more I do get coconut. My mother would hate this. My mother hates coconuts, so <laughs> okay. she wouldn't like this. Um, but it took me a while to to learn, oh, I like coconut. <laughs> um, hmm.
0: Yeah, for, like, in the can, the coconut, especially towards the end of my six ounces, uh, the coconut's overpowering the chocolate. I'm kind of losing not noticing the cocoa part mm-hmm. up front and now it's getting more and more like that macaroon cookie.
1: Yeah, the the coconut is it's starting to be a little bit like oh you're drinking your coconut water with your porter. And that unfortunately mm-hmm. that thought is a little gross to me. The beer is not gross, mm-hmm. but the right. thought of drinking coconut water with a porter with a porter <laughs> is gross. <laughs> and it's starting to influence my so I'm trying to get that out of my head. Uh, <laughs> I don't think coconut water would
0: necessarily be anti-porter it's but, not it's, it's, but it's the coconut waters that you normally find which have pomegranate and other flavors mixed in right? Those would be Well no necessarily... I'm just thinking of
1: plain coconut yeah. like okay. straight from the coconut even. Okay. Um, which is delicious by the way. Yeah. I love getting coconuts and, and pouring out the water and being like oh, so new, The new coconut.
0: This beer's good. I'm I'm disappointed. Neither of these beers were as good as what I had on draft. That they didn't travel very well.
1: That's typical, though, yeah. right? I mean, how often is it that you get a real draft quality? Yeah. In in your can, it's rare.
0: Yeah, there's actually a date here. It was canned uh, January 18th, so it's a pretty fresh
1: That's beer. Gosh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just a shame. I was hoping I could bring back what I tasted at the pub. To you because no, I mean, they were the attempt, yeah. They because they were like there are some
1: I, beers that mature better in the cans yeah. than they do on, on you know draft. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: I was raving about you know, these adjunct beers, and you know, the other
1: thing you have to remember is set and setting plays a role, yeah. I mean, you're not. How in, much
0: did I have to drink before
1: I went the Black Raven? <laughs> and you're not in the mode that yeah. you are here, where you're really doing a tight examination. You're really paying attention to all the little flavors and stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah I'm sure this would be plenty enjoyable. It still is. Pl- the, this Coca Jones is plenty enjoyable. Yeah, still. yeah. And it, it's just if you're looking for flaws, you can find them.
0: Yeah, I just thought this Coca Jones would come across like a number one beer. Easy type thing, and you know, the, the, under the microscope, it's not obvious it's going to be a number one. All right, two more beers back to the hops. So, here's one Greg the pulled back from his belt
1: beaver deftones number one phantom bride in IPA. Uh, this is. Tones are joining the ranks of Iron Maiden, Motorhead, Megadeth, and many others in releasing their own signature beer. Oh, <laughs> California natives have teamed up with San Diego's Belching Beaver Brewery for a beer they're calling Phantom Bride IPA, named after their recent single. Ugh. <laughs> uh, it's... Envisioned by
0: Chino Monero and skillfully crafted by Thomas Peters. Sit back, put on your headphones, and drink away.
1: 7.1% of I think technology.
0: you need to queue up some Deftones. Yeah. I mean...
1: Let's let's do it. Let's see here.
0: I don't know anything by the Deftones, really.
1: No, I don't know either. Uh... Deftones...
0: I'm sure it's better than Iron Maiden's beer, though. Let's see. Alright, so the beer... While well, Greg's looking for something from the Deftones, the beer is a not really a hazy IPA. It's kind of a light straw, a little bit cloudy.
1: Let me, find, let me actually find the uh, Phantom Bride, right? Oh, yeah, it's That's probably new. a song, huh? Yeah.
0: Um, The first N in Phantom is backwards. So make sure you type in that N backwards. Like mirror the N?
1: No, it's... it's... <laughs> okay, so... Uh... This doesn't seem as metally as I thought it might, uh, but it was Deftones. Right? didn't it, they, they said like Iron Maiden, Motorhead, Megadeth.
0: I want to try the Motorhead beer. <laughs> I want, let me on the show. Whenever I
1: think Motorhead, I think Motorhead. <laughs> what yo fries for? Yeah, that's, that doesn't that's, sound like that's Motorhead. That's Sister Christian, you know. From what's her name? so Mosaic, Amarillo, Simcoe, and Citra are the hops in here. Uh, kind of a strawish color We're back to that again
0: Alright, so the, yeah, this is more Classic West Coast mm-hmm. You're getting uh, Mostly citrus type hops With a touch of tropical But a nice, clean malt flavor Goes right into the hops The hops are juicy The hops, juicy in the old way Juicy in the West Coast Man candy type way.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um...
1: I kind of dig it. I'm... I'm... Yeah. I'm not, like... Because I'm not a huge fan of the Super West Coast IPAs, but this this straddles a line. It ha-
0: carries a lot of sweetness through, right? Mm-hmm. This is some of the... Like I said, back in the day when we would say, oh, this beer tastes like candy for men, right? Where it's a sweet, hoppy thing, which was very rare...
1: I'm not getting the sort of man candy no, thing. No, okay. Because that's more of a sweetness that goes along with that. You not, don't think this has a sweetness? Not, there's really not a lot of malt here to bring. But there's that like a there's together.
0: like there's a hop sweetness that's coming through,
1: like a candy hop. Not, that's not what I'm thinking when I talk when, okay. when I was talking about that 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 flavor because it was more about the the combination of a sweet malt with a hop stuff. And okay. here the malt yeah, the malt is, is very, is very, minimal. very I, minimal. I agree with
0: you but i'm getting like a big jammy sweetness on this beer from like the hop application
1: i i like this a lot i'm i'm really enjoying this i think i like this too but for a completely different reason as a as a west coast IPA it also integrates citra and mosaic to give to really lighten up the Amarillo and Simcoe mm-hmm. to, to stop them from being overpowered. yeah yeah the, the
0: mosaic is kind of playing a harmony role, right mm-hmm. It's not it's not the lead choir chorus singer here. It's not taking it straight to mango. It's tempering some of the other flavors mm-hmm. and it's it's a neat application of the mosaic. you don't hardly ever get this. if someone gets mosaic in their hop cooler, they're going to make that the star of the show yeah. every single time. And Belching Beaver here, they decided to use that as a supporting actor. And I think it was a magnificent decision. This is really good. This is this, really good. Belching like Beaver
1: said, is in Oceanside, California. Though.
0: Near San Diego. And yeah, just the, the way that it, the way that the mosaic tempers the more harsh flavors from the those more aggressive hops... It's really cool. Well, I don't it's know like. It
1: has to do with the music. I mean, frankly, the music doesn't fit for me, the flavors. Like, it's, this is more of a surf.
0: It's kind of. It's ballady. Like, well, okay, like. you know It's like the mangoes making it more. I'm sorry, the mosaics making it more ballady and less, like, metal. <laughs> like,
1: I'd go with Beach Boys with this. Because I think more beachy. Right? I think more West Coast, but mm-hmm. tropical. I don't know. But hey, I respect the the attempt to, to to mix it with the music. It's just not, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not a music guy anyway.
0: Yeah, I've never really gotten into pairing beers with music.
1: Ooh, that was a really nice Any burp? green happy <laughs> burp? burp. Yeah. Oh, here's where the the big guitar comes in. There's another song here called Acid Hologram.
0: No, when they put out NASA Hologram beer, we'll try that. Acid. Acid
1: Hologram, not NASA. I thought thought you said NASA.
0: I I tried to say acid, but who knows what my lips actually pronounced,
1: produced. So that was Phantom Ride by Belching Beaver.
0: Look at that, we timed the the review perfectly.
1: Wow, okay, so let's go into the last beer of the night. Alright, so when I was planning my trip out
0: to Redmond.
1: There's a lot of wax on this sucker.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I got a knife handy here, so let's see.
1: Think. Do I have my knife with me? I might. No.
0: You know what? I got some exacto knives right over here. I uh, scoped out the breweries and saw the breweries in Redmond and the Like a day later, I'm like, wait, I got a guy I know in Redmond, Tom Schmidlin, former beer drinker of the year. Oh, yes. So I figured, like, what's Tom up to these days? Turns out Tom Schmidlin opened a brewery in Redmond called Postdoc Brewing Company.
1: This is Tom Schmidlin or Postdoc Brewing Company's Demon Star Imperial Stout, 9.7% microbial volume, 66 IBU. Named after the first discovered eclipsing binary star, Demon Star. That's awesome. That gets points <laughs> right away for me. Uh, uh, let's see. Dark. <laughs> Despite humanity's best efforts, language has not yet evolved to the point to adequately describe all the intricacies of this delicious beverage. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> So it was it was
0: cool. The the night we got into Redmond, I hooked up with two of my coworkers. We went out to. You I talked.
1: You hooked up with two. I Hooked up with two, man. I was just getting it left man. and
0: right. Uh, I'm still trying to get this cap. There we go. Beer is open. Uh, I convinced them to go to a brewery that most likely does not have food. You know that kind of thing, and. Uh, told tom that i was coming so we went there had a few of their beers i kind of drank his hoppy stuff he had a triple ipa and a uh one of those milkshake ipas you know a fruit juicy thing um i thought both were really well done and tom came out and showed us around and it was really cool for my coworkers, right they're like they really are like you know your first brewery tour like you're impressed by everything (laughs) And it's funny because one of the guys I took is a guy from China, Tianyu. So
1: we should probably add to this. And this is provided by the brewery. Yes.
0: Uh, one of the guys I took was Tianyu. Yeah, and you, know, you know, know he's never been to a brewery. Hardly ever drank craft beer. You know, he drinks Tsingtao. Tao. So, like, you know, his mind was, like, kind of blown by, like, right, yeah. tasting the hazy IPA and stuff like that. So it was, it was a cool, cool evening. But Tom, you know, stuck around, had time to talk with him. It was good to catch up with him. I haven't seen him in a bunch of years. And uh, this is his uh, demon star.
1: Yes. Water? What do you want water for? I'm almost done with my water. What about water?
0: Drink more demon star.
1: (laughs) The color is very, very dark, very black. I'm looking for highlights. I don't really see much in the way of highlights. Maybe a tiny bit of a red highlight. Not much in the way of a head. Big. Big aroma.
0: Yeah, it's it's a huge mix of barley and soy and chocolate malts and maybe a little bit of oxidation, but probably good oxidation on the aroma. We'll see.
1: I'm not getting much in the way of oxidation.
0: You're getting like a soy thing, right? Yes. I mean, Is that kind soy of... soy
1: absolutely oxidates. No, no, but it, it,
0: it leads towards it. But like this beer could be—it's I
1: mean, got it's got a wax thing on. There, so, so it's, it's...
0: waxed. The 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 reason, well, when they were waxing them or something, they were trying to stick something on top of the wax. It pulled part of the wax off. So like this whole set of beers, of Demon Star, like aren't for sale. Like they're for uh, com- competition only. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Tom. I'll get this on the show. And Tom was like, or well, you could just drink it yourself. So <laughs> and just enjoy it. So. Hopefully we do enjoy it cuz he was like not so anxious about getting it on the show. But he's not listening anymore. He's like I, you know, when you open a brewery, you yeah, don't have time yeah, to listen. You course. don't have time to listen to craft beer radio, so he's never going to hear this.
1: Look, I understand when people, you know, their podcasts, there are podcasts that I still listen to that I started listening to from the very beginning. And mm-hmm. I still listen to today. Uh County Bang Bang, for example. Mm-hmm. And there are podcasts that for whatever reason I, I stopped listening to. It. I didn't hate the podcast. It's just yeah, you, yeah. you change a little bit. You,
0: Same thing happens to a lot yeah. of our listeners. I mean, our listenership has been flat for what seven years. Mm-hmm. People come, people go.
1: Whatever. Yeah. Welcome to everybody who's new. Uh, thanks for staying. Everybody who's staying, and mm-hmm. you know, keep keep the keep the fire going.
0: Yeah, so the aroma, the more I smell this, I'm getting a little more woody chicoriness oh, now. Of, I'm getting of, a little bit of. Uh, speaking of uh, people uh, who want to keep the fire going? Yes.
1: <laughs> blah, 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 blah. slash Amazon. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. CraftyRadio.com slash Amazon. CraftyRadio.com slash Amazon. Blah, blah, blah. CraftyRadio.com
0: slash Amazon.
1: Blah, blah. blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> yeah there's, this smells it's you know a lot to see. There's, there's, we're enjoying the smell because we've we've done that like three or four times, yeah, we're both we and
0: like that. like it's almost like the anticipation like yeah you know, like like it's it's just one of those air freshener type beers where you're smelling it it, it okay so for me, it puts me in a place like this has smells of those world class imperial stouts, you know, like Black Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I won't say Dark Lord because it's been so long since we've had it. I yeah. don't remember exactly what Dark Lord's like. I
1: remember Dark Lord being like, you know, the first one we got, was the milkshake a, one. Yeah, the first one we got was not milkshakey, and we were huh. complaining. And the second one we got was milkshake. Like, because the first one we got, we were like, "What? This isn't. This is nothing different." And then people were like, "No, they took the they took the milkshake out of that. They one. took the funk the the gook out. Yeah." And the next one we got we we definitely got a uh a milkshakey version. Yeah, thanks I'm... thanks to listeners, of course. Thanks. Yes.
0: Yeah, this one it's putting me in a place of, you know Yeah, Black Tuesday or Parabola or Black Ops or things like that.
1: It's quite good. It's got some kind of mapley. Uh, oh
0: stuff? yeah, mapley. Mm-hmm. There's a little woody chicory thing going on in there. That kind of blends into a cinnamon. The barrel, the vanilla, and the bourbony comes through as well. the uh, The end. I was smelling some soy. You kind of the end gets kind of that kind of like soy, cidery, sweet thing towards the very end.
1: That's fine for me. That mm-hmm. that, that yeah. to me is is I, I, it feels. And any- then
0: you then you take a second swallow and now it gets more toasty. You get some French toast, you get some mm. uh Oh boy. <laughs> this is this is a- You get some dolce de leche, you get There's a lot going on out there, man.
1: Wow, Tom, well done.
0: <laughs> That's a good beer.
1: That's a very good beer.
0: That's um yeah
1: that, that this is this is
0: So the story about this beer Tom gave it to me and Tian Yu, my coworker who's from China who doesn't drink beer or anything, he rented a car. So I, I put this car in the armrest compartment of the car. Put the beer in the armrest. Put the beer in the armrest. <laughs> yeah. Whatever I said. Put this beer in the armrest and then got back to the hotel and I forgot about it. And it sat in this, his car was in the garage for like three days and the Car, the beer was in the armrest of that car for three days, and like the day before we fly out, I send a message to Tianyu saying I need to get the beer out of your car before you, you know, tomorrow sometime. I didn't realize he had an early flight to the airport,
1: Uh-oh.
0: so I get to the air, and he's on a plane. He's out of touch. I can't get a hold of him. I get to the airport. I go to his. He had a do- dollar rental, dollar car rental, you know, dollar rent a car or whatever. I went there. I'm like. Co worker of mine dropped off the car a couple hours ago. I left something in his car. Can you check for me? Like, what is it? I'm like, well, it's it's a bottle of beer. (laughs) It's expensive. (laughs) It's a special bottle of beer. (laughs) They went and checked the car Uh and they came back like 15 minutes almost. Well, it seemed like 15 minutes. It might have been seven, eight minutes, but it seemed like 15 minutes later. And like, nothing in the car. My manager checked that one out specifically. You know, like, oh, they put so much emphasis on that the manager checked i'm like oh someone took that beer but then the other the other thing i was worried about did tianya put it in his carry-on and did he have to throw it out at security right or did he leave it at the desk at the hotel and i didn't ask you know it's like either way beer is gone he checked it he put it in his bag he checked his bag because he knew that the bag couldn't get through security Um, um you know i just you know since he's not a guy who Mules beer through airports. I thought maybe he would miss that nuance, right? I was yeah. worried about it, but no. He he took care of me. He checked the beer, and uh, so thank you, Tianyu. Thank you,
1: Tianyu. You did it. <laughs> that's dumb. I, I'm sorry.
0: It's dumb, but it's like <laughs> no, it's
1: dumb of me to say that. So I'm sorry. But it, it's also like
0: you know, I, I like lost this beer, mm-hmm. and then it came back to me. So yeah, that's. Now I'm getting, I'm getting, so the booziness is starting to show up, but it's showing up like a, some kind of like wild cherry liqueur or something like that. Not quite an amaretto. Hmm. A little bit of vanilla, maybe the woodiness.
1: There's lots of, lots of stuff to, to think, so I'm going to, I'm going to save, save really yeah. this for a while. Mm-hmm. I have my rankings. Okay. Go for it. Okay, so in last place, the Lacumbra, which we poured pour back, uh, just get back in your can, beer. It it didn't end dry, and it, it you know so it it really wasn't uh, the kind of heffa that we mm-hmm. are are interested in drinking. So I'm going to put that in last place, especially since we, we both were like, eh, yeah, mm-hmm. not worth our sobriety. Number six I'm gonna put the kitty cat blues, which I you know, had that blueberry thing going and had that ending with that uh, catnip that I wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. digging a lot. Uh in fifth place the Coco Jones, which kind of had lots of interesting uh like truffle notes, but then the coconut kind of started to go overboard and kinda of dominate sure. the beer. Uh, in fourth place, got kind of with the Sam Seventy Six, which was a fine, drinkable beer, but I wasn't really—I didn't really see the uh, see the light of "ooh, this is a new style that needs to be paid attention to." It just more felt like, mm-hmm. okay, they, they you know they tried something fine. I don't know if it needed sixty iterations to get to that. It kind of felt like <laughs> okay. Uh, in third place, I ended up with the New England IPA from Sam. Adams Sixty
0: iterations. We need to cut our losses. Put it <laughs> <out of> here.
1: <laughs> in third place: the New England IPA from Sam Adams, uh, which was you know a, a decent uh, a try, a decent stab at, at a New England IPA. Not my favorite, but not a bad one. Uh, one that I may pick up if there's none available. Uh, in second place, uh, that Belching Beaver was really good. I really enjoyed that Belching Beaver a lot. Uh, but the postdoc, definitely number one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I have one small change. I'm going to demote the Sam 76 down two places. So for me, it's the Lacumbra, the Sam 76. Then I'm going to put the Black Raven Kitty Cat Blues. Uh, I really thought, well, it wasn't the same bureau I had on drafts. I really liked that blueberry character. It was rich, but not overdone. It was real, it wasn't medicine y. You know, so I really enjoyed that Blueberry flavor in that pale ale Then I'm going to put the um, Coco Jones In fourth place Again, not quite The beer I had on draft, but This one was a closer Approximation to it Sam Adams in third place uh, Cumbra, or no, Belching Beaver in second place And then, yeah, the Demon Star From Postdoc Brewing in first place That's it's a good beer, Tom. Thank you.
1: I like it a lot. Let me go back to
0: dun 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 dun, 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 dun. Where was
1: I? There we go. Need to find it now. <laughs> in this list, there's
0: some music somewhere that he wants to cue up. But thank you, everybody, for listening to Craft Beer Radio. We really do appreciate it. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. Please contact us. We got like. One whole yo from the last request for yo's. John Spoden sent us a yo.
1: Well, thanks, John. John is awesome. Those two beers he sent us last time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those are... he, want... sent me a,
0: he sent me a, a tweet. I think it was a DM. But he sent me a picture of getting um, Stardeth on tap. Like they had, a, they, they had a keg stashed away. And he happened to show up. Like And his was, pint was the last pint. He's oh. like, Yeah, here's like the last star death and like show it
1: Hooked it up to my veins. Oh god, I want that <laughs> yeah. star death.
0: Yeah, so uh the the request still stands. Get off your lazy asses, get on your social media and send us a yo. Yeah. At crafty Radio on Twitter. Send it to Facebook. I will check our Facebook and see if anyone sends you it will? to Facebook. Okay. Sure, I'll check our Facebook. Uh email just beer at Craft beer Radio. Just say yo jerks send.
1: Yo jerks send.
0: That's all you gotta do. It's easy. Just show us that you're out there. Okay. And give me a moment. Your are so raw.
1: I've got to let you know. I've got to let you know